Hey, it's Martine. Happy Tuesday and good morning. So I'm not usually in your feed this early, but last month, The Washington Post launched something very exciting, and I wanted to give you the chance to hear it right here. So The Seven is our new morning podcast, and I have become totally addicted. It's short, it's punchy, it comes out every day by 7 a.m., and the guy who hosts it is my colleague Jeff Pierre. He is the voice you want to hear in the morning. He's clear, he's calming, and listening to him tell you the news is like coming downstairs in the morning to find a hot cup of coffee just waiting for you. So for this week, while the Post Reports crew takes a little breather during the holidays, we are bringing you The Seven. If you like starting your morning with Jeff, make it a part of your New Year's routine. Subscribe using the link in our show notes or wherever you get your podcasts. Roads are still undrivable, and thousands of people don't have power in Buffalo, New York, after the area's deadliest blizzard in at least 50 years. That's where we're starting The Seven from The Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Tuesday, December 27th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. The death toll from the catastrophic storm in Buffalo continues to grow. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, said the storm was unlike anything the city has seen in a long time. We have been through a lot of wars together, and this blizzard is the one for the ages. Certainly it is the blizzard of the century. As of yesterday, officials said at least 28 people have died. Thousands of homes and businesses still don't have power. Rescuers are struggling to free people trapped in cars, while shelters and nursing homes are running out of food. Number two, the holiday travel chaos isn't over yet. More than 5,500 flights were canceled as of last night, and more than 17,000 flights were delayed. Airlines are still trying to reset after the storms from over the weekend. Things were especially bad with Southwest Airlines. Nearly 70% of its flights were canceled yesterday, and the airline said that travelers can expect more changes as we get closer to New Year's weekend. Ukraine said it wants to start talks to end the war early next year. That's our third story. Ukraine is hoping to have a UN-backed peace summit by the end of February, but peace is still a long way off. An official said yesterday that Ukraine won't negotiate with Russia until it faces justice for alleged war crimes. And Russia has said that Ukraine must agree to give up some of its territory as a part of any deal, something that Ukraine has made clear that it won't accept. Number four, China will relax its strict rules for incoming travelers. Starting January 8th, the country will no longer require visitors to quarantine upon arrival. They're also ending limits to the number of flights allowed into Chinese airports. It's the most significant move yet to reopen the border. Since the start of the coronavirus pandemic almost three years ago, China has pretty much been closed. Here's number five. A congressman-elect admitted to exaggerating his resume. 
We're talking about George Santos here. He's a Republican from Long Island who won a pivotal U.S. House race last month. His life story came under question after the election. He acknowledged some of the controversies yesterday, admitting that he didn't graduate from college or work for big Wall Street firms, as he claimed. But he only answered a few questions about his claims of wealth. Congressional candidates must file financial reports to House record keepers. And if they knowingly file a false form, it could violate a number of laws. This has probably been a bad year for your retirement account. That's story number six today. The stock market has had one of its worst years in over a decade. That's because the Federal Reserve began hiking interest rates to fight rising prices. Experts say that stocks won't rebound until the Fed stops raising interest rates. And at least two more increases are expected in 2023. So it could be a while. Number seven. There's a good chance the pandemic changed how you and a lot of other people use restaurants. Delivery is up more than 5% and drive through is up 13% compared to before the coronavirus pandemic. That's according to the National Restaurant Association. 16% fewer people are actually going out to eat in person. More diners ordered food online this year and restaurants streamlined menus to save money without raising prices. And just like that, you're all caught up. I'm Jeff Pierre. I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.